media at SAFM with Ashraf Garda. Exploring every media platform and industry. Only on 104 to 107. I am on the air Sunday morning, 8 to 10 a.m. And so are you. If you're part of this discussion, we talk marketing, branding, advertising, PR. Effectively, your two-hour masterclass in, in all those trends, including journalism as well. You can call in, right? Anytime relevant to the discussion, uh, welcome to take, uh, to get your thoughts, 0891104207, to save that number, 0891104207. Tweet to me, my name is Ashraf Garda, so tweet to Ashraf Garda, tweet to SFM Radio, but when you're doing that, tweet using that hashtag afternoon, rather media show, tweet using that hashtag media show, so we have a trend of discussion throughout the day, and I certainly would appreciate if you do just that. Then you can SMS 34701. Lots to talk about, including looking forward to our IOWA discussion coming up later on with a managing partner at JWT, uh, as well as the trouble with social ROI. Willie Siema will certainly give us his thoughts. But let's talk about community radio. So every Sunday at 8 o'clock we start with what we call the thought leader discussion. Something that's going to get you thinking. So community radio, my understanding uh, in the very early years of democracy, Community radio was established. Well, all these years later, is it working or what's working and what is not working regarding community radio? Has it served its mandate? How effective has it been? All those questions and a whole lot more. And I suggest many of you listening in would be in a position where you actually know other community radio stations. So feel free to just call in and give me your thoughts about your local community station. Or you could even be the station manager of your station on a year from you. Pelisa and Como is why I certainly Julia from, she's the chairperson of the Media Development and Diversity Agency, which is the MDDA. Uh, Felicia, I appreciate your time. Hi. Hi, good morning, Ashraf. Good morning to listeners. Thank you. Right, so f- first up, w- w- the state of community radio, what, what is the state of community radio? Uh, thank you very much, uh, Ashraf, for this uh, conversation. I mean, even to the SAFM management, because uh, it just actually sometimes feels like some stepchild of some sort, even though it plays such a critical role in the community. Uh, and perhaps even before I, take, I talk about the state of community radio, community radio is a third tier in terms of broadcasting. We have your public broadcasting, the private, and then you have the community radio. And it plays such a crucial role in terms of facilitating dialogue, it promotes social cohesion, but as well as getting communities, members of communities, to actually develop a common agenda in terms of their own development uh, discourse. So in essence, it plays such a unifying role, and it's a drumbeat in terms of it is a, 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 of, of every community conversation. It's able to capture different conversation and as well as reflect on the diversity of, com- of, community, of communities. So in essence, it really, it, it really lays a very strong foundation particularly in the context where there's a stronger local governance. And I, I'm, and, and I think this is where the difference is, not local government in the form of government, but local governance in this context where you have very strong civil society groups, whether interest groups, whether they're around women's issues, youth issues. Oh, no, but let, let, let me just, re, let, let, if, I, if I can rewind a, a second. When, when community radio was started, right, I am right in saying it didn't exist in the old South Africa. It only existed in democratic South Africa, right? Uh, wh- why was it established? What, what was the, the void it, it had to fill that didn't exist before? No, I mean, absolutely. I think historically it's because Africans and black people in particular were actually uh, they 
both socially and economically marginalized by the apartheid regime based on their separate development policy. So in essence, uh, one of the ways of integrating the voices that were excluded, you needed to create a platform that is affordable. So in this context, the democratic government established community radio as an instrument and to which people are going to use to be able to communicate their issues. But also fundamentally, that is to ensure that people who are working class people who remain excluded, whether it's women or it's rural areas, that their voices are heard, but as well as that they're not only fed in national news, but they're also they're able to fit into the mainstream. And I think I want to then come back to you had a question around what is the state and what is happening now. Okay, well, what, then, the what issue, then is the state? What is, what is happening now is that, look, community radio, let, let me tell you, we have about 271 community radios, uh, and I'm going to say that theoretically because some of them are struggling. Part of the struggle has to do with the fact that communities have changed. I mean, there's a lot of mobility within communities. Community dynamics is that people are actually interested in new things. Part of it, part of the new things is that people are looking for, for, for community radio stations that are capturing their own aspiration, aspirations. But communities are, readers are struggling because they're under-resourced. Because part of capturing the aspiration of your own immediate audience is that you need to have capabilities for research and better and in your program production and better understand your issues. But also communities have also changed. I think urbanization actually is one of the key issues that really impacts us as well as fundamental. One of the key things we've picked up is that the sustainability of the sector uh, is really linked to the quality and quantitative uh, economic activities of that community because the stronger the quality and the quantitative economic activities of that community is directly linked to the impact. For example, if businesses are very strong or local economic activities are very strong, uh, it's going to be easy for businesses to buy slots, for example, for advertising. Yes, in their own way, government does make a contribution, which is through an entity like Media Development and Diversity Agency, because we provide grants and funding. But, I mean, it's not sustainable to only provide grants. It actually needs, they need to be within the system of community radio and embedded, uh, uh, we need to embed enterprise development type of uh, 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 approach. And currently, it's still really based on the old community development um, um, orientated approach or project uh, driven okay. with more much participation by community. All right, so certainly so, so not going to. And perhaps three things, three things, uh, Asha, before you move one, the struggle with issues of mobility, what community uh, radios have become, a launching pad. You know, when young people with no post-metric qualification, mm-hmm. they start uh, to pick up basic skills. The second component is issues around professionalism because then it means that. Um, uh, those young people have really no professional skills, but they're really learning in life. But in essence, it does assist young people to be able to pick up basic skills to, to, to be able to interact with, um, with labor markets. I think the third issue is really it's under-resourced. It's a really under-resourced uh, sector with the support of the mainstream broadcasting, but still those resources are really not sufficient. Okay, certainly lots, lots to think about there. You, as a listener, uh, can give me your opinion as a listener of, 
of SAFM, which is on, on, on the public broadcast uh, platform, but also uh, as, as someone who may well listen to commercial as well as to community radio. And give me your thoughts on whether community radio is working or what aspects of community radio is working and, and, and what aspects of community radio is not working. In fact, one of, one of the tweets I've got uh, saying uh, rather interestingly, it comes from uh, Ali Naka saying community radio stations are the future. But should they be the future or should they be the, the present? I suppose the police and Como, who is with me, the chairperson of the of the MDDA, which is the Media Development and Diversity Agency. Key, key year is this, right? Ultimately, when you measure the success of a community radio station, do you measure its success by, by, by profitability, by liquidity, or by its ability to impact on its community as defined by community radio? That's a very interesting point. I mean, we use multiple variables. I think the first issue is the community participation. I think that's a key issue because that's where uh, uh, community voices need to really be permitted through and ensure that from a programming perspective, it's actually a, a taking on community. So that's the first issue. I think the issue, the second issue, is really sustainability model. A sustainability model, which amongst those, looks at the liquidity issue. It looks at the skills. It looks at the, at the, at the, I think the profitability really is really, uh, uh, probably, and, and what you'd call, um, an added value, but it's really not a primary focus. I think the issue is liquidity. But at the same time, I think one of the key issues is how do they contribute into the material conditions of, in changing the material conditions of their own immediate communities? particularly around access to information, but also, secondly, ensuring that the, the, the communities that they represent are really part of what is, is going on. I'll, I'll make, for example, an example. You have today an, a, an approach where in community radios you can, have, you can do syndication where people can, can actually cover community radio station and then we see them on mainstream media. And part of that is really about how do we elevate those salient features of communities, which we call sometimes forgotten communities, because I think the focus is often on mainstream politics and mainstream business. But we know very little about the daily struggles that communities are confronted with. So those are some of the really uh, uh, salient issues that we look at. Because the, 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 and of course, and, and hence I said, you look at multiple variables. Of course, the issue of stability is very important. That stability in terms of the retention of um, uh, staff members, because obviously when you have high over 10, one of the key issues mm, that you mm, lose mm. the memory, uh, there's a lot of uh, corporate memory loss, and it also means that all the time, um, the station has to continue continuously higher, and that now you have a problem around paperwork, etc., etc. Okay. So we use multiple variables around measuring measuring these. All right. Now, you, you made reference to yourself, the Media Development and Diversity Agency. That's the MDDA. Uh, there's also the National Community Radio Forum, right? What what role do do you play to ensure that community radios um, survive and endure? Yes, uh, in fact, let me just say the role of the, the National Community Forum is really one of our critical partners because they do advocacy work on behalf of the sector, that's why. So, in essence, in fact, indirectly, one would say the state is actually entrusted MTDA with funds, but these are the funds that are meant to for, MTDA, for, for the community radio uh, 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 sector. 
The second issue that we do really is that we look at funding, we fund the radio stations. Now, what we've done in the last three years, our philosophy is that we don't apply one size fits all in terms of our, our model of funding. We look at what are the contextual issues that are actually around the area. For example, we look at the issues of unemployment rate. We look at the issues of uh, uh, um, uh, we used a number of uh, young people in the in the communities, etc. Before we give funding, so we provide funding for for the actual studio equipment, uh, and we actually ensure that uh, in the last three years that it's actually digital. A studio equipment. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, analog. That's the first thing. The second component is that we actually invest in, in staff uh, training uh, programs, uh, and normally they would actually list what type of training programs that they have. They, I mean, they require. The second one is really actually, you know, the payment of stipend. We're really uncomfortable with that area because we feel that given the cost of living in South Africa, I mean, no one can live on the stipend. But again, I think it goes back to the point around the, the fact that the sector is hamstrung by actually resource constraints. Okay. And then the other one is really on program, program production because we believe that that's a, actually the critical area into which the stations are able to actually capture issues of community. So we provide funding on program production. You know, sometimes then you do a long-term training program which is linked to universities. And this is now where now our investment, again, in the next years will be focusing because we'd really like those young people with no post-metric qualification, who participate in the community media uh, sector or in the community radio, that are able at least to actually get good quality qualif- uh, good qualification, even if they want to leave the radio station, they are able to okay. interact but, but, but is community, you know, are community radio stations a training ground to get people into, into mainstream media, or the fact that some people from community radio land up in mainstream media is, is, is coincidental. I mean, that's not the actual vision. The vision is, actually, to, is actually, to actually fact, impact on a community. Yes, I can't agree more with you. In fact, community radio is actually a training ground. I mean, we may not, I may not have the exact figures, but there's a, certain, there's a percentage of journalists today who actually say, or I mean, who often indicate that the part of their success of their careers is that they started in community radio uh, stations and mainstream media tend to poach. So it is a community ground. In fact, I was saying one of the key things we need to think about at a broad level is to really think about what type of structured relationship we need to build, particularly specifically in this area with the mainstream uh, media, that when they poach, what is it that they give back in that station in return? You know, um, uh, you know the, the model of a recruitment agent, a recruitment agent go, would go and look uh, and, and do scouting for you and then present and then you pay a certain fee for the candidate that they've actually scouted for you and if that candidate is suitable. So something similar to that, but we're not saying that they'll be recruited, but we need a much more structured uh, uh, arrangement, but with a much, with a, I mean, within the framework of development. That what is it in terms in, in percentage terms that if a station had actually pushed someone from the radio station, what is it that they can give in return to that radio station? Because it's often a loss and sometimes, particularly because stations, as I was saying, that one of the key things they're challenged with is lack of professionalism. So there's never a succession planning that really takes mm-hmm. place. So now and again, there's a, there's a culture of a, a, a bit of hustling. People are focusing on what they do, but also their headspace is also looking at what can I do in the next two, or two years? And then okay, as soon as they get spotted, 
they actually leave. All right. So, so here's, here's the thought. I mean, you'd be, Felisa, you'd be surprised to know that, that I was probably one of the first adherents of community radio myself in terms of, well, two radio stations, one called Radio Adahir, which was very short-lived and then replaced by The Voice in Johannesburg. And that's the reason I actually got into broadcasting. And I know oh, there wow. are many other people. So I clearly understand what you're saying. I know there are many other people, uh, that would, would actually also say that the entry into broadcasting was community radio first and then the other. But, but here's the thought. If it's a training ground only, then, then isn't that problematic? That means, isn't it a dual thing? It's, a, it's, a, it's not so much a training ground, but a platform for those that have higher aspirations. But at the same time, it also has to provide the, the, the platform for those who primarily wish to serve the community, who have no aspirations to get into mainstream media, but they certainly are doing something else, and they want to do it and serve their communities extremely well. Does it provide dual platforms? No, no, I mean, absolutely. In fact, you actually do. In fact, you have a combination. You have those who have, uh, who have, uh, who come to the, to the sector and they don't stay beyond five years and they take off. In fact, it launches their career. So it's a launching career. But you have those actually who have remained in the sector and who believe that there's a lot more to contribute. And in fact, one of the greatest things about those who have learned is that uh, the evolution of they are, they are able to follow the evolution of the sector, but of course the real issue though is that because the sector is very dynamic, because the sector is really intertwined into the characteristics of communities. So when communities are shifting into a particular direction, the, the sector actually has to do the same thing. I'll make an example. You know, we were approving recently in a, in, in a, 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 a proposal from one of the I think Dipsolot. And I mean, we were surprised to learn that part of the languages that they, uh, that actually exist within the communities is going to be uh, uh, Portuguese, because the few Portuguese-speaking uh, people. So in essence, it means that from the, the, the radio station manager, you need to really think about what are Portuguese-related issues, cultural issues, and how do they embed that into the programming of this? Absolutely. It shows so, you the diversity that takes place there. Let's do this. And it has to be able to follow right. that. And I, I must say, though, it's something that has not really been... Uh, it's something that the sector is really struggling with. Okay. I mean, the other one is really digitalization, right? Because now, because everybody else can really listen on radio while they're walking and they're on the, uh, through the smartphone, etc. And I think one of the things we're starting to really uh, uh, support the station is that, you know, they need to think about using digital platform to ensure that they actually reach in their own. Well, we'll, ta- we'll talk about... Only rely. Okay, we'll talk about that, whether that footprint has been broadened because of the advent of digital radio, which allows you to go online as well. Uh, info from Toyando, I'll get your thoughts uh, in a moment. And also, if you as a listener wants to stick your neck out and say, this community radio station works because of that, that's great, or this one doesn't work because of that, then I want to hear about it as well. You can certainly call in 891 This is the media show. Let's, uh, let's get some calls on community radio, what's working, what's not. Uh, info from Toyando, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, Ashraf, and your guest there. Thank you for calling in. One of the questions, I don't know whether that's an appropriate platform uh, to ask, but uh, I'll ask it anyhow. Um, I hope you'll answer that. Um, The first one is, um, I had um, an initiative. I'm a social entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. okay? I had an initiative to answer most questions uh, by um, uh, the Feast Must Fall, in, 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 in our place, uh, like Corando or University of Vendor. And then um, I had to call some kids to come to the 
some, some, some meeting, and then we, we talked about these things. And one of the things that we came up with was to say, I don't have the money, but I do have my own books that I can get these kids to sell in the communities. Mm-hmm. And, and all the, the, the money that they're going to get, it's going to be money that they're going to use to, to pay for their fees. Then I said, everyone okay. who I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to push you because I'm worried about time. Can you relate it to community radio very quickly if you can? Yeah, yeah it is. Okay. Uh, what, what I'm saying is that I said, anyone who wins, who, who buy the books, and uh, we will announce the winner on community radio, Univen in particular. And Univen mm-hmm. said, no, we can't do that. You must pay us to mm-hmm. do that. I said, mm-hmm. but I'm doing for community. What's happening here? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not getting the money. Very, very, very interesting point because, I mean, community radio should be broadcasting that serves the interest of the community. Thanks for that call, uh, Impona. And I, mm. I think if I was your station manager, I would definitely speak to you. That's just my thoughts. Uh, give me your thoughts on that, uh, Pelisa and Koma. Well, I mean, no, they, I think it, it's rather unfortunate because I, this is exactly where a community leadership, a particular or community radio leadership, must be able to pick what you call niche initiatives because you can't be placing financial value in everything that you do. So, and but also the other issue at, at their defense as well is that because they're constrained with resources, so for every initiative they start looking at what type of financial benefits are we going to get. And I think for me it's really that it's a community partnership issue, all right. And I would really want to still have a conversation with that gentleman and really facilitate the conversation because it's something as well that we need to take the leadership of the stations into, into, uh, understand that community partnership because immediately for them through that program, if they can think it through, it could actually be a program production for them because they can partner with that, with the gentleman, social entrepreneur, look at the substance or the content of the book and look at what is it that they can do with the book. So immediately it means that it saves them from a from a production program production because it means that they don't have to go and send a researcher into the community to go and gather Yeah, I, I get that. Okay. Already in the, it's already there. And I think it's that innovation that we're actually really starting to work with the and I mean we're saying even the same thing, we're saying what is it that they need to do to partner with community health Department, for example, and community health program, they, they pay for whole of advertising. Mm-hmm. But what we need to do is, is we partner with them in a much more structured way. And then we say, look, we can develop a program on health issues from legislation and understanding your health rights. And in return, you give us, you resolve that. But you, then it means that for the station, it's actually both benefit is that one, you save resources for someone to go and gather information. But at the same time, it means that because it's a government department, then they can do financial. Okay. Business. So Let's it's really do- that innovation and actually understanding and, and being able to navigate through and see opportunities. All right. And it's a journey that we are working with. Okay, let's do this. If, if that listener certainly wishes to connect with you, maybe just drop me an email, ashraf at safm.coza. We will certainly put you on then to the MDDA and, and they can assist you. So, so we're going to wrap up in two minutes, Pelisa, and let's maybe just, without a longer discussion, just a quick scoreboard, right? If there's maybe six components that makes up community radio, which ones of the six are working and which ones are not working? Just in point form. Well, I mean, the first one that is really uh, uh, working is the fact that we provide them financial support, and as soon as we're able to do that, they're able to take off the ground. The second one is that when they have strong leadership, both in terms of the board, the governance structures, both the board and management, it's actually tend to work. But I think 
one of the real challenges is when the station is actually led by younger people who have no experience. And the second one is when there's, there's a very, the community participation is very lean. And then the third one, which we really need to be frank about, is the fact that once there's a, there's a political participation within the station, in fact, once the political tension within the station gets transferred, I mean, communities get transferred within the station, it just tends to be murky and sometimes could really undermine the role of the community radio station and it, it, it really paralyzes its operation. I mean, I think the other one really is that linked to it, when you have a stronger local government structure, who are very, who are very, who can lead the communities. You tend to see that culture actually embedded in how community uh, radio station is actually designed because they feel much more stronger sense of accountability okay. and connection and they take up aspiration. All right, and you touched on on digital earlier on. One of the big problems uh, historically of community radio has been that the the footprint is the broadcast footprint is very very narrow, very small, right? Which means the ability to to draw in listenership numbers that are that will satisfy advertising is, is always problematic. Has is this changing now because of digital, which allows people to broadcast traditionally in cast rules, but also to broadcast online. Yes, in fact, I think it's, to, to honest, it, it, this transition is a, is a real threat, community radio, but at, at the same time, it's an opportunity. It's a real threat because it means that now you're going to actually see a lot of diversified voices uh, through digital platform without having to rely on community registration. But of course, it's a real opportunity, but depending in terms of how the sector really redefines itself, but in a way that it's actually linked into it, that they see the role of communities, but as well as they see enterprise development opportunities, but they're actually able to explore partnerships like with the gentleman we just called earlier. So it's really going to require a lot of innovation within the community. Is that you're not going to be using the old, you're not going to rely on the old traditional systems of running a community or sustainable radio stations. You're going to have to be much more innovative, okay. but solution-orientated, and as well as being sure that you capture actually the mobility of your own community. Okay, there's lots of questions that have come through very late. I can't really pick them up, but, but here's the thought as we, as we wrap up, right? Perhaps give me... Uh, three or four examples, just list them, of community radio stations that are working. I mean, ma- mention names that you think are just doing, they, they tick all the boxes. Yes, I mean, one, one of them is the, is the a, a push radio in, uh, in, Western, in Western Cape, which is in Cape Town. Right. I mean, the other one as well is uh, the Bonele Community Radio, which is based in, in Kailicha, which is currently, I mean, services, servicing the African communities. You have uh, another uh, 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 radio station, which Ukwes, which is based in uh, in, uh, in KZN, and then you have another uh, radio station, which is really uh, um, uh, struggling but still is able to take up, which is based. I can't remember. It's based in uh, in Limpopo, but I just can't remember the. But it's based in Mac- it's Makado Makado Community Radio okay. Station. Yes. It's, and, and I mean, look, those ones, and one of the things we're starting to do now, we're actually promoting exchange program and twinning experiences so that people can really share uh, their own experiences, but also do a hand-holding, peer hand-holding and share ideas amongst themselves. I understand. But it's really, it's, 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 I mean, I must say that that is the sector of the future because it remains connected okay. to community. Okay. Perhaps we need to have a chat with the National Community Radio Forum and maybe some community radio stations sometime in the future specifically doing, doing case studies on them. Thank you, thank you so much yes. for your time. That's uh, Pelisa so Nkomo, the chairperson of uh, the MDDA, which is the Media Development and Diversity Agency.